So tomorrow's the big day for my wife to take her nurse's licensing exam. And you can tell she's alternates between being at peace with it and being a ball of nerves. And uh, she's been studying her her brains out almost to the point where things are getting worse because she's got too much conflicting information swirling around in her head. And she's starting to second-guess herself. And last night she said to me, what if I, what if I fail? Now, first of all, I don't think she's going to fail. She's brilliant. And she's extremely diligent. And she's worked very hard and learned this material, actually learned it, not just crammed it. But I said to her what I would say to myself or to anyone, I said, if you fail, then we'll figure out what to do then. And the point is that when you fail, your only alternative is to do whatever you're going to do then. And you can plan for it. You know, at one point I said to her, have you thought about what happens if you do fail and made a plan for that? And she said, nope. (laughs) Uh, But I think making a contingency plan for if your first plan doesn't go right is always a smart move, right? Militaries across the world come up with plans A, B, C, D, because it matters, because things don't always go to plan. In fact, you can usually count on them not going to plan. And the more you can parse out what might happen and what to do about it, the better off the ultimate outcome will be. In her case, she just needed to think through, okay, well, I can retake the test at this interval. What am I going to do in the meantime? How do I talk to the people who are wanting to hire me, that sort of thing. But the bigger mindset was, if I fail, so what? Right? Now I get it. I'm as much of a goody two-shoes as she is, and as much uh, unwilling as she is to fail publicly in something that feels like a grade. Right? I think we've both spent our lives doing as well as we could in school because we need that validation in ourselves. And while it's certainly not necessary, there's also nothing wrong with that. But I've come to realize, as has she in less high-stakes moments, that... When you're faced with a situation that where things might not go the way you want them to, you just go for them anyways. And then if they don't go the way you want them to, you adjust. You move forward. And that's what life is. It's just moving forward regardless of what happens. Now, it doesn't mean you don't take the time to prepare, obviously, You do what you can to get the outcome that you want. But, in this instance, 
and this did not go over particularly well. It seemed clear that her anxiety over it not going well was actually affecting her ability to get the job done. It's that... Who was it? I think it was... FDR said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Now, whether or not you think that that's true, there is a kernel of truth in it, which is that our fear about an outcome is more likely to contribute to that outcome than any other factor. Right? If we're afraid of our ability to pass a test to the point where it's keeping us from thinking clearly, keeping us from sleeping well beforehand, keeping us from studying effectively, then yes, that fear is going to affect our ability to actually get it done. So that fear is the thing that we need to attack. Often, the thing we are afraid of is less clear-cut than a test that we have to pass or fail. Often the thing that we have to address is a deeper-seated fear about how the world will see us if we don't pull off this thing we're trying to pull off. Whether it's a business or a marriage or being a parent We're just being a human. If we aren't what the world sees as a success, then then that's a failure. And I think as what we as a as a culture need to do is to change that narrative to one of trying and continuing because in the end it's the continuing that matters you can fail at any number of things but as long as there is another chapter for you to go forward to you can use that failure as a springboard or you can overcome that failure or you can change the narrative in any number of ways that is powerful And then that becomes the narrative, is the overcoming of the thing. So in some ways, you know, I was just telling this to my wife because uh, she had a thing where her transcript was being held up and it turned out, she like waited and waited and waited and then it turned and she called and she was really persistent and kind and and asked advice and it turned out our last name is Van Dreisch, two words. It turns out that one part of the transcript had been filed under one and one part of the transcript had been filed under the other. And if she hadn't called up and been persistent, who knows how long it would have stayed in limbo. Nobody was going to figure that out without her overcoming that obstacle. And I said to her, after it happened, I said, you should totally remember this story for when you're in an interview and they ask you about a time that you overcame some obstacle 
because this is a great story. Right? Here was this thing that would never have gotten resolved if you hadn't persisted in a kind way, right? If you had harassed that lady, she would not have helped you. But instead you were you were kind but persistent. And you push forward. And so the, in the end, having that story, well, I'm going to say it was worth it. I'm not sure she would say it was worth it. But the point is, you could just say that, oh, I just have this bad thing that happened to me. But no, if you take that bad thing and you carry forward, then what you have is a bad thing that happened to you and the way that you carried forward. And that story becomes a positive, not a negative. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.